0: G'day everyone, I'm Daniel Ricardo, and you're listening to EFTM, everything for the man.
1: Uh, welcome to the EFTM F1 podcast, Trevor along with you with Harry Tucker, Connor McNally and boys, that was a good race, not great racing, but a bloody good race. I quite enjoyed that, Connor. Yeah, I did too. Uh, the most bizarre
2: race I have seen for a while, but absolutely entertaining. And we've mm. been crying out for an entertaining race for quite some time. A strange podium, Harry.
0: And
1: all it took was just no Mercedes to be involved. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. All it took was for Red Bull, Mercedes, and Ferrari yeah. to not be involved <laughs> in the in the top five. Uh, what Bottas ended in fifth, so. Like, the, the thing that strikes me about this race, um, what we've got a situation where the Mercedes team make a fundamental error, which we'll talk about in a minute, which costs Lewis Hamilton the race, full stop. Uh, you've got Pierre Gasly out in front with 25, 26 laps to go and able to maintain that. Now, to the negative side of it, th- that also shows that it's very hard to actually make ground and pass here. Um what we saw in the last 20 laps was Kimi Raikkonen go backwards, and it seemed like there was a lot of passing going on, but it was really just Kimi going backwards and everyone kind of passing him, and he yeah. ended up back thirteenth. in 13th. Thirteenth, so From in, second. It didn't go well for <laughs> for, for the Alpha, um with the Ferrari power. There,
0: there was a good couple of laps there where we were kind of hoping that he'd maybe...
1: Squeeze into the podium, I yeah. mean, You know, it, it was quickly. like two two laps into the restart. It's like, hang on a minute. How good would it be to see Kimi on a podium? Not just for the quotes, not just for the interview, but just generally because, yeah. like, he is a bloody good driver. So why wouldn't you want to see this? But it's kind of like a a nice new generational podium that that's uh, that's been created with uh, Pierre Gasly's uh, first win, uh, the first Frenchman to win a Formula One Grand Prix since Olivier Panis in nineteen
2: ninety six, the Monaco Grand Prix. So,
0: what, the, the first pay driver to make a podium in a while, as well. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and you know what? But for Pierre, and I think I, I don't think there'd be too many people in the paddock that wouldn't be going, Good on you, mate. Like, no. you, you, you got you got gypped last year being demoted. That didn't work out for Red Bull because Alex Albon, in breaking news, came 15th. Although that. To be fair, it looks like that was Red Bull, prob- like the car oh, yeah. problems. Oh, yeah. Mm. What about you being defensive? He wouldn't have finished in oh, the top no. ten, if, even if that car was great. Max Verstappen was going backwards as, as well yeah. as having yeah. a Yeah, well, that
0: backs up my argument. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but the point is that the, the Alpha with the same power plant, the Alpha Tauri, the same power plant as the yeah. as the mothership ends up winning. Ends up winning, and Kvyat didn't do badly in ninth. No, but it's also AlphaTauri's
2: first win in twelve years when they were known as Toro Rosso. Yeah. They won the two thousand and eight Grand Prix at the same venue, and the Seb, man with Sebastian, Seb, yeah. yeah, Sebastian Vettel, whatever his name is, yeah, he won the Grand Prix. So look,
1: there's a lot of things I want to talk about. That aren't not race related. Um, Williams, uh, Oscar, uh, and uh, and we'll talk about Joachim as well. But just to go back to the start of the race here. Um, it was it was a pretty decent first lap because Bottas really struggled off that start, mm. and that cost him big time. And it was kind of like he was going backwards, Harry, off the off the line. Not only did he get a bad start, but for those first couple of laps, he was literally just being passed.
0: Well, and then he got he got caught in, in the pack there, which we, can, we came to work out that the Mercedes, when it's not in clean air, he's, he's got no advantage over any car. So For he's, 53 of the 53
1: yeah. laps, he was being told, you need to get out of the slipstream, you need to cool the car. And I think we talked about it in those first kind of 10 or ten or 20 laps, we're saying the problem Mercedes have is they, they not just build an engineer, a car to lead, but they set up the car mm. to lead, Because that's where they normally are. So they've never had to actually try and and create a car that can follow and potentially pass. It's like he fundamentally had the wrong car for the race. And he was stuck with it. There was nothing
0: he could do. But But that
1: that said, Daniel uh, was behind him for the last 26 laps and was unable to make ground.
0: But that's the thing. That's insane, that. You you go, okay, so Bottas had these problems with his engine
1: overheating he had to baby it. And he still managed fifth. Best part, though. Verstappen as well. And I'm t- so.
2: That if you haven't weird. watched it
1: yet, you got to get the KA mini. It'll be. I don't know how long that mini will be because it'll be. It's a, there's a lot to get through. Mm-hmm. But you know, this was two races. Uh, this was a race of two halves, uh, in a, in football parlance. It, <laughs> you know, this this the first race before the red flag, which we'll talk about. Um, the other critical thing is Verstappen's going backwards here. So you got Verstappen back in eighth, Ricardo in fifth, and Norris in third in those early stages. So it was, it was a vastly different style of race in any sense, other than the fact that Hamilton was out in front.
2: Yeah. And we thought, for that moment, as soon as Hamilton blasted away, within like one or two laps, it was three seconds ahead, and just gradually grew, yeah. and, grew and grew and grew and grew. And we thought, okay, well, Hamilton's got this in the bag. But... As soon as everything started to fall apart for Ferrari, and in sp- such spectacular fashion, it just changed the whole complexion of the race. And the well, even
0: before that, there was Magnussen. Yeah.
2: That started the chain reaction. Really. Well,
0: and that, was, and that basically started because you think that you, maybe Charles's tyres weren't warm enough that he got changed into, which is why he snapped out, which then...
1: So really, it's
2: I've got to Magnuson. take a photo
1: of the podium. It's the strangest podium I've ever seen in my life. It really is. Mm. Uh, you know, you've got an Alpha Tauri, a McLaren... And a racing point, pink Mercedes. It's just cray cray. It really is kind of weird to look at, and at the same time, awesome. Like as we right. watched the cars pull into the one, two, three, it was like this is great. It's a good feeling, even though I didn't what I didn't witness and much the, great the, look racing. Look at the joy on that uh, Alpha Top. Like that is this. The is, Mercedes guys are not. They're anywhere. always excited, yeah. and there's all yeah. those. you know the other thing is, uh, you know the the interviews that we've just seen off the podium were a bit raw and a bit... Mm. But I think some of the post-race oh. stuff out in the pen... They're
0: crying. The team, they're actually they crying. crying. ...is
1: going to be awesome because yeah. it's not going to be the same, same, same. Like Lewis, mm. every time, you know, he talks about how great this is and that is and he's, it's all the same stuff, whereas these blokes are going to be a yeah, bit raw. And he's very, very raw. And, let, and let, let's think about it for a minute.
2: Alpha Tauri were bought out by Red Bull in two thousand and five became known as Cideri- uh, Toro Rosso. The what lineage of the, t- the that, lineage of the m- team
1: was Minardi. Minardi. I was just going to say this is this is Mark Webber's first yeah. team. Yeah. Can
0: Can I also just say while we're on the podium that this Heineken activation is the worst sponsorship I've ever seen. Like it just, it it's just over the top on the make of that it's podium. It's too much. It's too, too much.
1: And a massive like zero alcohol thing. Oh, it's just here's my biggest problem with that podium. They've gone to a great length. It's it's the best position podium on the planet. They've got this beautiful big F1 logo above it. Yeah. Mm. It doesn't light up or anything. No. Like I expected because of the F2 and no. the F3. I assumed it was going to you know flash and be lit up. It's boring. And that, it's a very boring looking. Need to save all that green space very, for yeah, F1 That's logo. But um, so you mentioned um, Ferrari falling apart, Connor. That that started with um, Sebastian Vettel. Literally his brakes smashed like exploded. Yeah, and, brake line
2: uh, brake line failure. And you can see on epically the epically
1: went through the uh the chicane, the, the foam bollards. Beautiful. Use. I can't wait to see still shots of that because I reckon it'll look awesome, just a car exploding yeah. through the through the through the foam. The, we- and,
2: and it actually had a James Davison situation. If you remember James Davison at the Indy five hundred, his brakes were literally on fire. That's exactly what happened to Sebastian Vettel coming out of the the Ascari Chicane, going down the back
1: straight. So they retire Vettel uh and you know that that's a that's a bad look for ferrari it's, it's a, bad a terrible day. look it's a bad day to retire your car when your car's already like what was was it during the race they were talking about something like doesn't feel right with the car did, what did vettel say something Something that doesn't feel right with the car, and we're like, mate, it's not just. <laughs> yeah. it's he, was not like, just he was like, p- something in like the front left, the front left, and it's we're not, like, dude, it's, it's every <laughs> corner and everything in between. <laughs> it's not just your one
0: wheel with the problem. Look at this.
1: Oh. Just well, oh. if, this you, if you're just driving to work, we're sitting here now and looking at the podium. This will it's be a great beautiful. photo. Get this off, everyone, get off. Pierre Gasly is sitting in in ponderance of what's just happened. On the first place step with confetti everywhere. Everyone else has left the podium and he's just in disbelief. He, he can't believe it. it that it, is great footage. This is
0: the, oh, this is the best.
1: This, this is, I is got raw emotion. That's that good.
2: It is raw emotion. And it's just disbelief and happiness. He's just like soaking it all in. It is just beautiful to watch right good now. Good on him.
1: And you know what? It's just... Oh, Friggin' masks. Uh, <laughs> He's covered in confetti. <laughs> yeah. He's got confetti on the inside, confetti on the outside. Yeah. you
2: you just got to wonder now, what is this going to do for his for the rest of his Formula 1 career? Do you think that Red Bull are going to have to make a sudden change well, at some point? here's what I...
1: We haven't even got to what happened in the race, but just let's talk about that for a minute. I mean, I know that he is, you know, part of the Red Bull family in that sense, but he got kicked out. He's got this second opportunity because they needed him. They needed to do a swap, right? Like 2021, there's seats available. Mm. But who's he going to get a better seat with? Well, better being the problem, right? But I don't know. I just feel like there needs to be this independence thing. Yeah. I feel like that's the problem with a lot of these drivers. It's like Daniel leaving Red Bull. Yeah, it's cost him a lot of World Championship points, maybe a few podiums, probably not a lot of wins, right? Mm. So it hasn't actually cost him a lot. In, in statistical terms, career-wise. Obviously, financially, and I think it's given him independence. That's what I think about people like Pierre is, do you, do you need to break free of that kind of shackles of that Red Bull program what, to, it go to, to Haas, really...
0: Go to Haas or something.
1: You know what? Why not go to Haas now? He's young enough for... Haas have shown loyalty to a couple of drivers for a long mm. time, right? So why not go to Haas now to know learn, learn the team in 2021 and then potentially be part of a better framework in 2022 with a different team. I don't know. Maybe that's ridiculous given he's got a podium and a win for this team. Why would he ever leave? You know. But um, the before we get to what happened with the red flag and what caused it, the biggest thing I noticed in that first stage of the race was DRS ineffectiveness. Because everyone now, had it. Mm. Not only did everyone have it, but there were moments where Bottas didn't have it and Ricardo behind him did. And there was a lot of points in the race where there were drivers that didn't have it followed by drivers that did – and it didn't make a massive difference. Now, Carlos signs for the last three laps of the race, skipping forward, had DRS. Pierre did not. He said if I had another lap, I would have got him. I don't doubt that with another two laps, he would have got very close, if not beside him. But the other thing he would have had would have been adrenaline. I just think there's a very big difference in the last one or two laps yeah. of a race mm. for any driver, and no one can doubt that. But during the general course of the race, in a in a track with full straights, Three DRS zones. I didn't see it making much difference. No, it was very, <coughs> it was very <laughs> much not an
0: overtaking friendly track. No, or or just race in general. There well, was, that's, was and that's I what I said was saying, right? Yeah, it was basically the overtaking we we're watching was just Kimi falling back. It wasn't anyone. going backwards. It wasn't going. I forward. feel like I
1: feel like Crofty and, and Martin they, they their job is to make it sound exciting, but I think they 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 miss the basics of. That what we were seeing was someone going backwards, not some exciting passes. No, mm. you know it wasn't. It wasn't exciting to see people pass Kimmy. He was just, he was. It was amazing that he was there in the first place. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So,
0: and, and then same with uh, in the the other direction there with Lewis overtaking all the back backmarkers. Yeah, which is not really not really a fair fight.
1: So we get this staggering situation just being replayed right now where Magnussen something breaks, he pulls off to the side, that he pulls off literally. Centimeters into the pit entrance, but can't make it through, and they need to uh, deploy the safety car. And at that point, not much was thought of it. But safety car out, obviously, we're thinking now: hey, it's you know, it's a good time. There's pit stops due and all that kind of stuff, right? It's going to get exciting here because no, had anyone stopped at that point? Maybe someone no, had no, no. no he, one he was did. the first. We thought it was about to come into undercut territory. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So Lewis, Lewis is leading, and he comes into the pits. But fascinatingly, while we're watching Lewis stop, we see everyone yeah, like, drives why past. Signs, why signs going past. Like, and we're like, oh, oh, wow, why is McLaren going past? And then you look at the little tracker map and everyone drives past. Wow, this is very interesting. About 20 seconds later, Giovinazzi comes in and pits. Off you go. And then there's a call from commentary that the, the pits is closed. And so we're like, oh, that's interesting. The pits are closed. That's why and um, no m- one's coming in now. And then we're hang on a minute. Is that why the McLarens didn't come in? Does that mean Lewis came in while the pits are closed, massive problem for the team. That and they knew from the get-go that they were stuffed. They were stuffed, and he gets a 10-second stop-go penalty. As which, does Javanasi, yeah. Which
0: effectively worked out to be about 30 seconds.
1: Yeah. And despite their protestations,
2: that they didn't see anything or they didn't get any notifications. So know?
1: the issue, the issue here is that... The footage you'll see if you're a Lewis Hamilton Mercedes fan uh, is like, that like there's Crosby
0: and Martin Brundle clearly. Yeah. yeah,
1: there's no there's no green or red light on the pit entrance. Um, those crosses on the outside of the track are on the outside of the track, not in the driver's eye line. Now, I would argue that when you're looking through a corner, that that flashing light might appear. I actually thought it said SC safety car. That's when what I, first I thought too. It, too. Yeah, um, but that doesn't matter. Frankly, it doesn't matter because every other person behind Lewis except you Um so let's just talk McLaren. They saw a message on the screen. Someone out of the, you know, 20 or 30 people on the pit wall, pit pit garage and back at Enstow or wherever the bloody hell all the teams are, right, someone saw a message and went, do not box, do not box, the pit lane closed. And McL- uh, Mercedes did not. Mate, I'm sorry, game over, penalty applied. Oh, yeah. You know, I don't think the team at any point were really angry about it. I think the team was pretty much like we fucked up.
0: Oh, yeah. They're angry at mm. themselves. Yes. At the, that, that
1: but of, not at the of penalty. all people
0: that happened, to was us. Like, we, Correct. You know, we're the best at this. Like, how do we let this happen? Mm. And
1: what the problem with this is, um, safety car's out. Um, it's the, they're, they're moving Magnus's car. Safety car comes in, and then we find out about the penalty. And first lap out, cold tyres, Leclerc loses it under acceleration out of the parabolica and smashes just solid impact. That was a good hit. Into the wall, clearly winded. You could hear him on the radio. And that causes a red flag because the tyre barrier needs to be properly fixed. The race is stopped. All the cars are lined up in the pits. That's when Lewis officially confirms and finds out that he's got a penalty. And he gets on his pissy little scooter, (laughs) scoots down and talks to Toto. Toto looks animated as all hell. But I... I just don't think to- I think you had See? this problem where I'm not saying Lewis is at the bottom of the tree but the driver at the bottom of the tree Toto at the, top, is the bo- top of the bottom of the whole thing and everyone in between is aware of what happened but Toto and Lewis are like hang on this is outrageous and Lewis goes to the friggin stewards yeah I've never seen mm. that before that's the first oh, time I've ever come seen on.
2: that just accept the penalty
1: and just move on you fucked up it wasn't the best bit though Lewis's tone on the radio oh, when he got back in the car. Yeah. He was just like, well, when are we going to appear? What's going to happen now? Do we have to serve this thing away? It's not good, man. He was such a little crybaby. Oh, and so he, he has to serve a stop-go penalty under green conditions. So they go. They, I love the fact that it was a standing start, not a restart under safety car. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we're, we're 27 laps in, 26 to go. Standing start, Lewis guns it. And Lewis's protestation to his team is, give me two laps. To build a five-second gap, then I'll come in better for me. They're like, dude, doesn't matter. You're gonna gonna (laughs) be in clear air. You're gonna be in the back of the field. Don't worry. (laughs) (laughs) So he does, and he's at the back of the grid, thirty seconds back, and he ends up. um, Where is Hamilton? He ends up seventeen seconds off the lead. So in twenty-six laps, he makes up a good bit of ground, but not. Was never really a chance of battling for the top five. the team were saying he'd get to six. He, he did pretty well. Let's be honest. He got to seventh at the end, and he got six points for his troubles. Plus like, plus mm. fastest lap, so he got a point for the race. I just want to work out how to pause this buddy thing because I can't pause it. That's really annoying. There is no pause button. Anyway, I, I definitely want to hear what Lewis has to say later on. I'm gonna I'm gonna go through the web in the morning and just find all of Lewis's interviews because Vision. I can just imagine. Well, I hope with hindsight he's realized they made a mistake
0: well it, he can it was into his credit he came and congratulated all the, no, the, the podium yep. no absolutely yep. the first
1: thing he did was come in and say yeah so so let's talk red flag for a moment because connor got very very upset did you notice harry very <laughs> upset um just a yeah, maybe the just rules a bit. around the red flags with the tires allow yeah. for teams to not only change the tires to a different compound which meant that lance stroll who had not pitted Mm. Was in second place and had f- essentially done his pit stop under red flag. It also allowed some bodywork changes apparently, and there was a, a bit of, um, you know, uh, observation from the FIA yes. of the Mercedes cars. Now, my, I'll let you talk about tyres, Connor But my problem with the bodywork thing is this: they even Lewis during the last 15 laps was talking to his team and said, "Did you open the car up?" As in, did you let cooling into the car? And they said yes, they did. Well, that's making a ch- that's making that's, a fundamental change to the car. Yeah, that shouldn't be allowed. I don't think. I don't
2: think so either. But here's the thing: the, the regulations have have been changed for Formula One in the in the last few years. They were implemented in 2018. So part of those regulations are that you can do some work on the car, and that includes Article 41.4 of the regulations. <laughs> yep, that tires can be changed while a race is suspended. So we know that that's the case. Yes. But the
1: bottom line is, was it a good thing for the race? Now, there's two t- there's two steps down from that. So what you've got now is a freedom to do whatever you want with tires. The next step down is a freedom to change the tires to the same compound, right? So you would have had people changing to fresher sets, which would have disadvantaged only Stroll because yes. he he would have then had to pit again. Or there's the no no you can't do anything you've got to actually pit under normal conditions which would you prefer I would have preferred normal under normal conditions yeah and, and I think that I think you said Aaron Noonan during the during the race tweeted uh, a poll and you know 90% of people agree you shouldn't be able to do that stuff under red flag it kind of takes away from the racing uh, I mean fundam- fundamentally yeah I agree with that totally uh, and that's why I got a little bit upset with it because you're
2: thinking that just seems like an unfair advantage to Lance Strong. if he changes. Under red flag conditions, he might have got a slight advantage of his opposition. We could We've have won. seen a, a much different outcome
1: well, he if he had won the race. He
0: effectively got a 15-second advantage.
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, look, uh, look, I think that's a debate for another day. I don't think – I actually don't – the problem with the Formula 1 bubble, literally, is I don't think they look retrospectively back at those things and think – because they, they will see this as being exciting, Pier 1. Yeah. No, nothing to complain about, no, no issue, but I think you've got to look at those intricacies and go, probably would have been better if Lance was disadvantaged, but the bigger issue for me about Lance is, he fucked up the start big time with the restart, oh, so yeah. he's back in like fifth yes, or sixth, well, I'd like to see it again because I'd like to know where he came out, but then he literally lost it under brakes and just went straight on, yeah, was it before Ascari it. or, but it wasn't quite that no, one, it was, it was, was the, first, the
2: first one. The Lesmos? Uh, no, 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 those uh, Raffaello or whatever it is. Raffatello. The, the first Raffaello? Chicane. The Raffaello? Yeah, the chicane. I don't know. It's, uh, I'm whatever. thinking <laughs> teenage Mutant ninja turtles now.
1: <laughs> but he stuffed up. But he, he goes straight off. Oh no, 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 yeah, they're the second chicane. yes. and then bloody he comes back on. Yes, yeah, I'm pretty a, sure it, in the same position and almost into a McLaren. I just don't see how that is safe and yeah. should have been allowed, and why he yeah, wasn't penalised for that. that. In all the things... you remember Seb spun himself uh, a couple one, of years every ago? Every race. Yeah. Oh, it might, might have been last year. And he didn't hit anyone, nothing happened. But in rejoining, you know, he kind of come close to someone. And he got penalised for, well, for that. Yeah, th- it, it was He did get penalised yeah. for spinning. He yeah. got penalised for coming onto the track dangerously.
2: Yeah, and that was at the Rogia, mm. at the second secane. So, yeah, I agree. He should have been penalised for that, but he didn't. And I was surprised, so but he he just shot off and gee I actually thought he was going to go straight ahead into a wall we might have had another yeah. red flag
1: so max retires um kimmy goes backwards daniel's on uh, botas's botas's back but but really seemed Never he, really he dropped part. back he got to 0.5 a second he was
0: in DRS so for quite a for few a long time and mm-hmm. then he
1: seemed to drop back and mate we thought so Maybe that was a cooling, you know, trying save to, to get the, the car ready, save it to the end, recharge the batteries whatever. But again, got back into Darius and didn't really have anything to, to make up ground. And I think that's what most of the drivers would, would essentially agree is, is you know, it's all well and good, but we, we couldn't make ground on anyone. Everyone who made ground, there was some other explanation for it. Yeah. And in the end, Carlos, I loved Carlos's determination because he had this thing where even 15 laps out, his team's going, Carlos, mate, just just... Clean, see what happened. No, mate, I'm gonna pass Kimmy. I'm gonna because he was like, I want to pass Kimmy now. And they're like, dude, just give it time, we'll be past him. He's like, no, no, I want this win which is awesome. That's what you want to hear from
2: And you know that he's going to go into a situation next year where the car (laughs) is just not going to be That's why Carlos wanted the win. This is his only (laughs) chance for a couple of years. (laughs) It's definitely not next year. No, absolutely not. So you could could tell the desperation in his voice that he wanted that win so much more than anyone else, given what, what he's going to be facing next year. But, oh, he came so, so close. And look, without a doubt, in my opinion, drives of the day... Gasly and Carlos, both of them, they deserve it equally because yeah, totally. they just, they just they played the cards right. And look, Carlos just was, yeah, if he had maybe another one or two laps, he would have got him, he, uh, would have got Gasly. But yeah, just fell short. But he, you just got to give him 100% for the, the amount of effort that he tried in that race.
1: Is it sad to say that in a race where there wasn't generally passing, and was one on accidents red flags. That was one of the like top two races of this year. <laughs> yeah, it was yes. oh, it's easily. <laughs> Do you know, the know what I mean? Like yeah, it's e- like easily the second. Oh, here um,
0: we go. Oh, Lando.
1: Lando's Lando Lando's tried to gate crash again. Lando's gate crashing Daniel's interview on Sky, and it like, just makes me so look forward to next year. Yeah, me too. Um, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna go heavy on McLaren merchandise. Yeah, um, me too. Speaking of merchandise, I've t- I've taken the trouble of wearing a Williams. Yeah, hat I, notice. noticed. I noticed that. I don't know If you've noticed, yeah, uh, it's the know. only Williams merchandise you, I own in, in a morning period. <laughs> yeah, well, I just thought it was it was fitting in the last race where uh, Frank Williams would be the essentially the owner of the team, and Claire Williams would be the uh, team. Uh, deputy team principal because Frank's still the team principal weirdly yeah um, even though Claire goes to all the meetings now um, no that, that was the end. now I don't think you saw Harry because you, you hadn't arrived yet but it was I thought excellent there's two things that happened so before the race Claire told the Sky team that the team had presented her with the front wing assembly from I think the last time they were on the podium anyway it was a nice yeah. nice gift but also she waved the cars out of the garage. She oh, apparently started George Russell's car and she waved him out of the garage. I thought that was a really nice way to go, you know what, you know, changing the guard, handing over. But more importantly, who the fuck's in charge next race? They said they were announcing it through the week. Right. Man. I mean, it would have to be an internal person, surely, to act For in, in the role anyway. Yeah. Um, early on. Because they can't really, I mean, you just wouldn't bring anyone brand new in like this. Now, they would have their, you know their tentacles in, the, the new owners would have their tentacles in there with new people observing mm. and stuff. But what you do when you take over a team or a business is you just you put people inside to listen. In- and you, you listen and you observe with an interim person who's an internal candidate essentially. Um, like, I mean, it's the wrong person obviously, but if, if Patty was still there, it'd be Paddy Lowe, right? Mm. Yeah. Someone like that with a bit of respect in the paddock will, will take over the role. But, you know, th- I mean, everyone's going on about it's being sad and everything, but... I mean, essentially, it doesn't really matter who's the team principal of the team. It doesn't really matter that it's in the family as long as it stays as the Williams team. We're still going to celebrate it as being Williams when they they move forward.
0: Yeah, I guess they've
1: committed to the team brand and team name, so it's very much the same
2: as you know McLaren. I mean, it's no longer owned by the McLaren family, but the heritage still
1: remains despite the different owners over the years. Yeah, so they've they've, they've the McLaren I know is Ron Dennis. Ron Dennis. Yes. I don't think I even knew the Bruce McLaren story until the last decade or so, do you know what I mean? Mm. Like, for me growing up, McLaren was Ron Dennis, you know? So the Ron Dennis era ended a decade ago, right, or, or, or thereabouts. It's it's the same thing with Williams. It'll, it's just an era. And obviously it's the first era, but it's just an era that's changing. And, you know, um, was it Ross Braun before the race was saying, you know, look, it's just an indication that the sport's Going well, and you know, if there's people interested in buying teams, that's not a bad thing for the for the bloody sport, right? Absolutely, absolutely. Um, also, a uh, uh, 50 years 50 years um, since the sad
2: passing of Jochen Rindt, who's the first and so far only driver to have posthumously won the world championship in 1970, where he was killed. At this very
1: venue, the um, at Monza in was 1970. He, was he driving Formula One when he was killed? Yes, he was. Because I'm confused by a brilliant piece of filmmaking that, once again that Sky did, where they had Martin Brundle driving his car, the Lotus Ford, yeah. which he drove to the World Championship. Did they have two of them that year? So one of them. Like uh, the it would have been. Oh, I'm his thinking swing. is if the bloke died at this circuit it during that World Championship, I would have thought the car was. Unrecoverable. But no. I guess they restore them and rebuild them. Yeah, but I think it was one of the cars that he drove in the right. seventies. But,
2: uh, yeah. It, it was...
1: I mean, you know, the, the Sky keep promoting a, a look at Joachim Rint's life and, and his career and stuff. We're obviously not getting that here, but I'm sure it'll be available online if you if you want to look it up. But I'll be honest, there's a stroll there coming out. Oh, footage is <laughs> unbelievable. I um, are oh, the talking to
0: Lando about it because he came into Lando. Yeah, he'd
1: probably be filthy about it. The, mm. the piece, oh, I... I love Martin Brundle I think he's he's really just because he's quite honest mm. but he's also very heavily in the bubble so that he understands kind of the the politics of what he can and can't say and should and shouldn't say I'm, so I'm sure he knows way more than what oh, he says course. most mm-hmm. of the time but I love the you, fact you know the stuff working in media
0: the stuff you know that you That's right. sometimes yeah. you can't you know what I
1: mean Like it, it can, you can tell that Martin has so much more information than, than he makes out but what I love about him is that he gets the opportunity to drive these cars and he's counting he said tonight it's 57. 57 different Formula 1 cars he's driven. Because, you know, he's driven, you know, all the Merse- Mercedes and stuff. And this car, driving this car from 50 years ago, he drove it around Brands Hatch. It was... It looked sick. It looked great on the road. And it sounded beautiful too. Him him talking through it was just so raw passion. It was really awesome to watch. Mm. I feel like the this season's been rushed for Sky, and so they've, they've really struggled to put as much production as they normally yeah. do into the show. There's a very... You know, behind the scenes, media-y, nerdy thing, but I just feel like they've they've done some. They had um, Ted Kravitz do this thing, which didn't was just a voiceover. It was quite boring, really. But it was their attempt at doing a piece. You know, I don't know. I just feel a like a
2: psychological piece on Lewis yeah, Hamilton on, yeah. on I'm getting in the zone. Uh, all this kind <laughs> of stuff
1: it was it was very very strange. Well, but um,
2: l- l- but yeah. l- let me give you a, a couple of points here. Jochen Rint won the World Championship with uh, 45 points uh, in in the season. So he wrapped it up with two races to spare, even though he had died two races prior. So Jack, it's, like yeah, a yeah, it's a bit weird sh- to think yeah, about, I know, right? I know it's very weird to think about it, but he scored all of his points in all of the wins that he took. He took five wins in that year, and the closest person that could try and catch him was was Jackie X, uh, who, when he drove for Ferrari that year. But he just, just fell short, so... Yeah, despite the fact that he was killed at Monza, he had enough points to, to become the first driver to possibly win the World Championship. And it, like
1: they, did, they did a good job paying tribute, and obviously, if the crowd had been there, there would have been other things done as well, so it's kind of weird. It's yeah. a very fucking weird year. Um, but speaking of weird, just finally, I find it very strange that I'm watching Formula 3 and... I don't know whether it's because <laughs> what a turn! I hey, remember <laughs> the start of this season. Yes, and we're yeah. trying to like you know
0: you should try, you Really, just trust us. You got to watch.
1: So you know what's F3. happened. So what's happened is Jackson, my oldest, who listens to this show by the way, so that's problematic. Um, <laughs> and he listens to us swearing. Um, yeah, he's heard me say it a couple of times. <laughs> <this> show, <laughs> Jackson, um, turn off now. He's not allowed to. He's not allowed to start. Before. Little little shit um, had a bit of a fit this evening. On uh, after he was told he couldn't stop to watch. Mate, it's fucking, what time is it right now? The race ended at ten past one yeah. on a quarter school night. Too, to as two. if you're going to be allowed to stay up, mate. It, anyway, <laughs> so obviously the F3's on at like dinner time, right? I was on a 5.40 the race today and we yep. were watching it. So I think that's partly why. So I get to watch a, a race with Jacko. But, you know, the racing is excellent mm. and there's Aussies doing well. There's also Aussies doing badly like Jack doing. But um, I want to understand, Is it, do you think it is the Aussie factor that, Is it making it interesting, or has Formula 3 come into its own? I think a combination of both. You see, the thing is... You, you you
2: sort of mocked me when we started at this... I don't know what you're talking about. Ah, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, sure. you've no, uh, got the receipts. No, 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 I do, <laughs> I do. You mocked me a little bit yeah. at the start of this podcast about Formula 3. But it has now become so interesting, even you're now encapsulated by it. We are seeing the racing that we have been crying out for in Formula 1. And the fact that we have an Australian leading the championship, going into the final race... And potentially wrapping it up in the very first race mm. of next weekend at Mugello, the Tuscan Grand Prix, it's created quite a bit of excitement. I first
1: started following Oscar Piastri on Instagram when Mark Webber was. He's his I think manager. he was asked, but yeah, but he was also during, like, a, you know. When we were flying, Mark Webber would often do those kind of, I'm sitting in an airport, I've got an hour to spare, mm. Q&A kind of, ask me anything. And he was asked, you know, who's the next Aussie you'd pick for Formula 1? And he said, Oscar Piastri. Mm. Um, and so I'm like, well, who the fuck's this? You know, look him up and stuff. But, you know, outside of the fact that, you know, he's got that close affiliation with Mark, who, which would help him on the, just the the intros, the everything through the career is, is brilliant. Yeah. But And, you know, you, you compare an Oscar Piastri to a Jack Doohan who carries a family name. And he may be a great racer, but he's not going um, He's not gonna make it a Formula he has, One. He you
2: hasn't. Can, he hasn't proven he's worth can, so far. You can
1: see from F three, he ain't gonna make it a Formula One. He may right. do very well in some regional championships in Europe, but I don't see him making the Formula One unless he suddenly comes across billions of dollars.
2: Exactly. The thing you are about to say was, did anyone know about Oscar Piastri before he got to Formula Three? No, well, no,
0: because. <laughs> but I don't think many people know. Like that's that's getting super niche. Those. those. Just, it's let it's me tell you,
1: boys, it's still nice. Yeah. It, where the anyone's yeah. talking about, it, like, you know, they in in you know F one world people know about him yeah okay so yeah. so true f1 fans who watch Qualifying and watch probably practice every practice and stuff. They would probably be watching those sessions as well and know about him. But this kid's yet to make the Daily Telegraph. You know what I mean? Like it's he's already starting to make a bit of news. <laughs> he's already done like Sky Big Sports Breakfast on Sky Sports Radio.
2: Okay, New I stand by Daily my Tele- point. Yeah, <laughs> Daily, De- Daily Teleg- No one's heard of Daily, him yet. Daily Telegraph, Fox Sports. So news. he's done Big
1: Sports Breakfast. So two hundred people have heard. Yeah,
2: him. yeah. Uh, Fox Sports News, uh, Herald that's Sun. Three hundred. Yeah, Herald Sun, yeah. Sun newspaper in okay, Melbourne. Well
1: that's that's not bad. So
2: there's a bit of publicity. What the I'm pro- saying is he's got.
1: It's a Long way before, pa- yeah, it's a long way before the general public go. Yeah. There's a there's a replacement for Daniel in the Wings,
0: and there's and no one is talking <laughs> about an Australian in Formula Renault.
1: No, and th- the thing is, no. we don't so have a junior
2: formula in this country right now. That is, yeah, and, you know, not what, since was, Formula was Ford, it, not since for, for, well, Formula Four was meant to be. That was a monumental <laughs> fuck up by CAMS. I can tell you that right now, and I'm I'm being critical of CAMS because they squandered a, a a fantastic opportunity to continually develop open wheel of talent in this country, and now we've got absolutely nothing since well, look, they've squandered Formula 4.
1: I don't know who Novelak is, but he's a fuckwit, because yep. he's the bloke that drove him. He's EFTM enemy number one, because yeah. if, if for that bloke not driving him off the track, I reckon we'd be speaking to Oscar Piastri right now, because yes. he had a bad day, he's not keen to talk. But I'm pretty confident that on this podcast thread in the coming weeks, we'll have a chat with Oscar Piastri, because... We've we've got a contact. We know we we can talk to him. We can find him. We have just got to find the time. Um, but I, I look forward to that. Me I, too. I, you know, I, I don't know whether he'll join us on a Sunday night after a race, or whether I'll get him on a weekday and and just just grab him and find out what the hell's going on with his life. But the thing I love about him right now is you follow him on Twitter. He is yet to be filtered right oh, like, yeah he's great <laughs> of it like even Jacko at dinner said to me did you see Oscar's <laughs> he, like he's like you know this bullshit you know he's, he's still raw well it's because he's managed by Mark yeah, yeah. but there's no team um, you know putting putting pressure on him to, to speak a certain way, do a certain thing, and I love that.
0: I, I, think, that's the ch- I think that's changing all that now. because well, you, Lando because would of, be a proof of that, don't you yeah, think? Well, uh, because absolutely. of the a success of, of Drive to Survive and the, the, the showing the personalities to people, yeah. they've come to realise, actually, we, we should just let them be who they are. Let them be who they are. And they, it's like you watch the, the, su- the success of the NBA, for example, in That's Rise in the last you know, 10, 20 years, is because it's become a sport about the individual as opposed to just the team franchises and the, the formula 1 has cracked onto that same formula in the last yeah. few years as well
1: and i always found it fascinating and this may be the most off topic thing you've ever heard in your life but see i've always found it fascinating that formula 1 is not scandal ridden mm. you know think mm. think you've got 20 high earning high performing fit broadly good looking blokes when's the last sex scandal in formula 1 apart from james hunt I can't. And that wasn't even a scandal. That was just that was awesome. that was just part and parcel. The Do you know what I mean? Like it's fascinating to me that there there is there's no scandals of you know drugs, sex, or all, all the all the the that general it, sporting scandals. They make it out anyway. Yeah. Well, this is this is. I'm wondering whether there's they're under the surface and have been hidden to the point where they'll come out at some point. I don't know, but that's the great thing that could change. Not that there'll be scandals, but we'll get more. Raw emotion from drivers over the next kind of four to five years, I think. Case in point with Oscar Piastria. Let me read
2: this to you. And this is what we were talking about before. This is what he said after he got taken out by Novalak during race two this evening. It would be nice if this championship was decided by the actual contenders rather than uncontrollable bullshit. What a joke. That is raw emotion right there. We originally read that
1: as being, you know, he was annoyed by the Novelak incident, da 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 but he's also been given a five place grid penalty for the next race and we don't know why. And as as Logan Sargent has as well, he's uh, main rival in the championship. That's a premise thing. It's a
2: Premier thing, possibly, yeah. Well, oh. we don't know. He hasn't elaborated as yet on what the penalty is for, so we're we keen to find out in the next few days. Anyway,
1: if you're listening, Oscar, just to, like, if he's trialling us out to see what it's <laughs> like, you're allowed to say, fuck, and I'm good with it.
2: Yeah. <laughs> so am I.
1: So am I. All right, swearing, well.
2: Swearing is permitted, Oscar. Where are we off to next? Tuscan Grand Prix next weekend. Then we have a week off. Hang then on, we Tuscan, go, is that? That is Magello. 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 First right. time ever. San Marino? Nah, San Marino is in October. Oh, okay. So, nah, so nah, the next nah, one after Tuscan, the yep. Tuscan GB, is the Russian Grand Prix, which, our should, which I know. That's our, our, pre, that's our which pre-record, you said, right? Which you <laughs> said.
0: We <laughs> guess <laughs> we do we it. We a pre-record. We're gonna
2: watch. We'll watch Quali,
0: and then we'll do it based off Quali, as if it actually happened. We're gonna script it.
1: Well you know what we'll do? We'll just watch Quali. we'll phone it in yeah. and we'll just and we'll just hope to God that you know, nothing exciting. Right, like so a red flag in the middle of a fucking race and <laughs> okay, you so know, um, Alex Albon gets his first win. <laughs> oh.
2: Okay, so here's the calendar from the from Russia onwards. We have a uh, a break to the eleventh of October for the Eiffel Grand Prix at the Nürburgring in Germany. It's not the German Grand Prix, it's the Eiffel Grand Prix. What? what yes, are you it? I The Eiffel Grand Prix. Like Eiffel Tower? As in the Eiffel region of Germany, yeah. I don't know why they're calling it the Eiffel Grand Prix, but that is exactly what they're calling it. Then we go to um, Portimao for the Portuguese Grand Prix on the 25th. Then we go... Back to Italy, to San Marino for the uh, Emilia Romagna Grand Prix. They're not calling it the San Marino. Oh, it's the
1: San Marino Grand Prix
2: and I refuse to call it anything else. Thank you. I agree. That's on the uh, 1st of November. Then we go to Turkey on the 15th. Then we go to Bahrain for the back-to-back races. 29th of November for the first one for the Bahrain Grand Prix. Then the Sakhir Grand Prix one week later on the 6th of December. And then Abu Dhabi on the 13th of December.
0: One of these races is really good for our time zone. I think it might One be no, no, I, think it, I think it might be Sochi. I think Sochi's on at like nine o'clock or something.
1: Oh wow, that'd
2: be great. Ooh, yeah, that. Abu
1: Dhabi's on the thirteenth of December, is it? Yep. Fucking hell, you blokes are going to be here as my birthday ticks over. It's going to be awful. Oh yeah. How oh. weird. <laughs>
2: <laughs> we'll bring a we, birthday cake. We'll, Don't get, you we'll, worry.
1: we'll get Oscar to sing you Happy Birthday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, um, I enjoyed that. It was a good Me race. Too. I like Pierre. I. Uh, I, I like his book, story, yeah. yeah, and you know I like it for McLaren too, because yeah. Daniel's there next year.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, can't wait. I cannot wait. That's
1: the main reason. All right, thanks for listening. Uh, hit us up on Twitter. Uh, just go to EFTM, and you'll find all of us there on the on the tweet that uh, promotes the podcast. You can reply to it, and we'll all be we'll all be there. It's just too hard to say everyone's yeah. fucking Twitter handles. You've just, got just a, follow you've us. got an extra R oh, in there. You've got stock. a CK one, and all this shit. Yeah, it's just complicated. Just get your own names, boys. Oh, there's this
0: dickhead in the US who got there before me. And he just, Don't just get resent- me started on the uh, little prick
1: in the US on Instagram. That's fucking Trevor Long. <laughs> in the ass. Anyways, massive Trump fan too. You should see the shitty shares. Yeah. Anyway, thanks for listening. We'll be back uh, from Mugello. Next week. Yeah, yeah. Ferrari land. That's going to be cracker because they're going to go shit.